And um, here's what we'll do. I'll, I'll read 12. You'll read 13. I'll read 14. You'll read 15. Okay? We'll go back and forth like that. And thank you for standing in honor to the word of the Lord. You know, where did that come from? You read it in the Old Testament. When Moses stepped up to read, they all stood. I always wondered, why, we, why do we stand? You know, pogo sticks here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They stood in honor of the word of God and thank the Lord. All right, I'll read. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You read 13? They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. No comment. Verse 15. All right. So, uh, several themes uh, in this passage. Uh, we know Psalm 91 is a, is a powerful uh, passage altogether. But uh, I'm thankful we can find uh, passages like this as well that speak of growth. And um, uh, I'm, I'm calling this Grow Your Dream. Grow Your Dream. That's kind of an odd title, but it's the best one I can come up with. So <laughs> we're going to grow our dream. Amen. Because you need to have a dream in serving the Lord. Praise God. Okay, you can be seated. Dreams um, in terms of goal setting, uh, in terms of desire. I'm not talking about uh, nightmares and, and dreams that puzzle you and have no, no meaning at all. I'm talking about what you are seeking, what you are desiring. There was a young girl named Diana Nyad, um, stood on the shore of, of Florida and asked her mom, where's Cuba? And she said, it's not that far away, it's right over there. And in the heart of that young girl birthed a desire to uh, see Cuba. Not just see Cuba, but to swim to Cuba. Pretty amazing. Uh, she attempted it uh, as a young lady, and um, the waves, the temperature, uh, the distance, all of that overcame. And uh, she kind of put that desire aside for about 40 years. And then when she's 60, she tried it again. And then again. And then a fourth time. On the fifth time, after 52 hours, 110 miles, she stepped ashore on Key West, having swam the distance from Cuba to Florida. That's quite an achievement, isn't it? And when she came ashore, her, her tongue was swollen, you know, from not having uh, the water and salt water, of course, affecting her. And she spoke three statements. Never give up. You're never too old to chase your dream. And it takes a team. And she had 35 people working with her, you know, meteorologists, scientists, doctors, uh, people in the boat, and so on. But she made it. 
She achieved her dream. Now, I don't, I don't want to swim. I, I barely swim across the pool if I, if I ever got in one. But most of us have dreams. You know, it's nice to have a reliable car, uh, a dream of a comfortable home, and, and we think about upgrades. Be nice to have a newer car uh, with less problems and uh, a bigger home that has more amenities and, and so on. We have those kind of dreams. Uh, a spouse and a family. Uh, we dream of those kinds of things. I remember Brother J.T. Pugh, one of our elders, um, who testified about being a young man working in a warehouse and in order to save money he stayed in that warehouse. That's where he slept. And uh, his boss let him do that. And um, he said one night when he was sleeping he had uh, a, a dream that was real short. It was really just a, just a flash. It was just a glimpse of a woman uh, with two children. And that's all he remembered from the dream. And he thought, that's, that's interesting. I wonder what that was about. But Brother Pew drew, grew, grew older, became a minister, um, and uh, married and had a family pastored a big church in Texas, and one Easter, they're heading out to the car in the driveway, and he said, wait, wait, let me take your picture. And uh, this was in the old days, you know, you put the camera up and you look through the lens. That's, some of you have never had that experience. But he picked the camera up and he looked through the lens, and there was that picture, that woman. God gave him a promise. God gave him uh, a glimpse of what the Lord was going to give to him because of his faithfulness, because of his desire to serve the Lord. And uh, Brother Pugh didn't have things easy. In fact, he told about getting beat up for being a preacher. Um, he went back to the, the doorway uh, where they knocked him around, and here was some of his hair and blood on, on the door jam. Um, but he stood faithful. Amen. And uh, thank God that there were those elders who paved the way for us. And they, they, they preached in brush arbors. They, they preached in storefronts. Um, they got laughed at and were called the church on the other side of the tracks and all of that sort of thing. Now, my goodness, you see some churches have incredible uh, edifices and, and uh, sanctuaries and um, uh, platforms as big as our sanctuary and all of that is just incredible, amazing. And we thank God for the elders who have made the way. But, but a dream, a dream. Uh, Psalm 84 and 11 uh, uh, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Um, uh, and I'm thankful that God continues to bless us with good things. And he is our, our sun and shield. He does give grace and glory. And uh, he helps us to bring our dreams to pass. And I'm thankful for that. We look at some leaders who started out with a dream. Uh, Jacob. Uh, off by himself, 
and um, you know his his future. What what's he going to do? He has the blessing. He has a birthright, but he's off all by himself, and he has the dream of the ladder, angels ascending, descending, and he wakes up and says, "God is in this place," and I didn't even know it. I wonder how many times that happens to us. Uh, you know, how many times we can be assured that God's with you. God's not forsaken you. God is leading you. Amen. And uh, we need to be more uh, spiritually attuned so that we can recognize his hand in our midst and him leading us uh, on to the promise that he has provided. Joseph had dreams. He shared those dreams with his brothers, with his mom and dad. And uh, instead of affirmation, he got animosity. And uh, it was a long time between the, uh, the dream as a teenager and the fulfillment uh, when he's in his 30s. And, uh, but God-given dreams come to pass. They do. And uh, thank God we, we can rely upon the Lord to do that. Is it true, however, that dreams sometimes tend uh, to shrink in size according to the situation? In other words, I'm not going to see that dream come to pass, so I'll adjust it. I'll size it down. I won't expect so much. Uh, on the one hand, that might be realistic. On the other hand, you know, be, uh, be sure about uh, your faith. It's easy to become satisfied with things as they are and uh, just feel like, well, I, I guess that's the way it's going to be. But sometimes we need to be stretched. Just uh, uh, like Isaiah 54 and 2. Isaiah 54 and 2 uh, makes mention of enlarging and stretching, lengthening and strengthening. Uh, sometimes we've got to just make ourselves do that. And obviously, speaking of growth um, in the kingdom of God, and uh, enlarge the place of thy tent, let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation, spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. You can just about see um, the necessity of the tent growing, increasing. And uh, thank God that we can dream of bigger things. Amen. I encourage our Sunday school teachers uh, to see their classrooms, or their, their class size, rather, growing. Uh, the, the Pelletiers, I know, want to see more teens uh, in the youth group. Uh, our, our influence of uh, Bible knowledge uh, increasing as we teach Bible studies and, uh, and, and witness, praise God, and their Bible knowledge increasing. Uh, in spite of the Bible being the bestseller yet, there's a lot of lack of knowledge of the Word of God. People need to know the promises of that word. Amen. We want our share groups to grow and to multiply. Uh, that's, a, that's a desire. We want to see our church size, both in the number of believers and in capacity. We want to see that grow. We want to see that increase. Praise God. And I thank the Lord. Great things can come from small beginnings when the Lord's blessing is on it. Yeah, I think about creation. And the Lord speaking into existence. Now, there may, uh, there, there may have been millions of plants. I don't know. 
Or maybe there's only one of each kind. I don't know. Uh, more than likely, uh, the plant life was just abundant. Animals, fowls, fish, uh, everything was just um, uh, incredible. And yet he said, be fruitful and multiply. Then it all disappeared in the flood. And the doors of the ark are opened, and uh, the boat was soon empty. Noah, his wife, his sons, their wives, they all got out of the ark. All the animals, the reptiles, the birds, um, they left in pairs and groups, you know, family, species, all of that sort of thing. And started all over again. And pretty soon, just as plentiful, just as abundant as it was before. Because that's God's blessing. Praise God. And so we see the principle that the Lord has put in place in the natural. And then obviously we read Abraham's story and we realize, wow, that can happen spiritually. That can happen uh, with, well, first of all, the descendants uh, grew and multiplied, increased, um, just as God promised. That um, uh, the stars of the heavens, the dust of the earth, that's how plentiful your descendants are going to be. Imagine hearing that. Imagine standing there and looking up and thinking, oh my. <laughs> and kicking your, your sandal in the dust a little bit and thinking, that much? That many? Amazing. And he held on for that one heir, Isaac. Praise God. Can you imagine Sarah holding little Isaac like Itzel's holding Isaac back there, uh, how, how uh, she must have treasured that one heir that was promised. I like, uh, we won't turn to Romans 4, but at some point it would be good for you to take a look at Romans 4, 16 through 21, because it summarizes uh, Abraham's receiving the promise. And I'll, I'll just mention a few of them. Uh, how he believed God that calleth those things which be not as though they were. Against hope, he believed in hope. He was not weak in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was fully persuaded that he who had promised was able also to perform. Praise God. What a walk of faith. And what uh, incredible things that the Lord brought forth. So, I want to share with you... Um, uh, some steps here to dream bigger than you've ever dreamed before and to see the blessings of the Lord. First of all, uh, open your mind to the Lord. Just uh, let him inspire you. Uh, sometimes it's way beyond just like uh, Abraham, stars, dust. You know, it's incredible. But God's perspective is what can make your dream different than any, you know, uh, secular goal setting. We're going to sell so many hot dogs. We're going to, uh, we're going to, you know, wh whatever your goal is, however you think uh, uh, you need to aim. But look at Psalm, uh, or Proverbs rather, Proverbs 28, 26. And um, brother, uh, brother Levi, if you put these up and then be ready to switch to the NLT because sometimes uh, that other translation uh, helps us a little bit more. He that trusteth, trusteth in his own heart is a fool. <laughs> okay? So, I do need a divine perspective. 
But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Okay, so then the NLT says it a little, uh, a little differently. Those who trust their own insight are foolish. You know, that's why you've got to expand your dream a bit. Anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. The Living Bible says, whoso, uh, or those who, God's, uh, those who use God's wisdom are safe. So it specifies God's wisdom. That's what we want. That's what we desire. Praise God. So you get God's perspective on your life, which is obviously going to be the spiritual things. I read a statement that uh, God blesses us to improve our standard of living and improve our standard of giving. And, um, you know, the two go together. And I thank God for the blessings that the Lord has provided for us. So we need to get quiet. We need to ask God. We need to set time aside. Lord, what do you have in mind for me? Both in the short term and in long range goals or whatever it might be. What is your will, Lord? Amen. And uh, Romans 12 and 2 gives us uh, a direction to avoid and then a direction to uh, pursue. Be not conformed to this world. That's it. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, that doesn't mean the will of God is tri-leveled. Good? Nah, that's, what I'll, that's where I'll stop. I don't, need, I don't need to go any further. No, all of it. All of it. The will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. And you need to walk in that will for the Lord to bless you and be directed. Praise God. So let him inspire you. And then take a look at uh, some information regarding the dream that you might have. After you spend time in prayer, you're looking for some information. Proverbs 18 and 13, um, a, a verse that I've uh, tried to apply to uh, any kind of counseling that I've done. Um, because he that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it's a folly and a shame unto him. Now, the Living Bible, and we'll see what uh, NLT says about it, but here's how the Living Bible says it. What a shame. Yes, how stupid. <laughs> Living Bible's real direct. To decide before knowing the facts. Okay, so uh, we see, okay, uh, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And parents know this is important. Some one child will come running in with a report, and uh, you know you can't just take one side of the issue. You've got to listen to both sides. Um, and uh, you need advice in determining the direction uh, in life situations. And uh, what do I need to know? Uh, how, how do I need to proceed? And it's good to read books. Good to, uh, to get a, a broader perspective and um, listen to podcasts or vlogs or whatever they're called if you've got time. I don't, don't, don't sit in front of the, you know, your device forever. But, um, and attending seminars. But I heard, I heard one pastor say uh, he, he became Seminar Sam. He was attending so many seminars, but he wasn't putting any of it into practice. And he realized, I've got to start doing some of this stuff. And, uh, of course, the Lord... 
blessed him in that way. You know, Brother Bernard uh, taught exploring God's word. Brother Cornwell has taught exploring God's word. Uh, if you want to get familiar with how to teach it, you don't have to do it exactly like they do, but if it will build your confidence to see how others have done it, go ahead and take a look at, uh, at some of their videos. Then, ask for advice. Now, uh, some advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. Nothing. <laughs> but uh, when, you're, when you're seeking for you know, godly advice, hopefully that is going to be a benefit to you. Proverbs 24 and 6, By wise counsel thou shalt make war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. And the NLT will say it a little bit differently. The New Century Version says, If you have lots of good advice, you will win. And uh, you can see NLT, don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. There's not confusion that will come from that. Sometimes we think, ah, oh, if I get too many voices in my head, I'll just be confused. No, what will happen is there will be a pattern. There will be a path that will start to uh, develop as, as uh, will guide you. And uh, uh, I can't remember exactly how Brother French uh, uh, said it when he was talking to you about the will of God. Do you recall? It's practical. It's not going to be... Uh, it, it, God's not going to expect the impossible of you. He does the impossible, but he doesn't expect you to do the impossible. He'll make the way. And uh, as you have uh, uh, direction from the wise, um, then you will be able to uh, gain from that experience. It's wise to use experience and to use the experiences of others. We don't have time to make all the mistakes ourselves. You've got to learn from the mistakes of others and avoid those problems and know which path to follow and be able to go along. Amen. You think about uh, who can help me? Who has succeeded in this area? Who has uh, done well. And uh, when you find someone that you can talk to just briefly, you know, buy them a cup of coffee, uh, whatever it might be, and then ask them, what worked for you? What have you tried? And uh, what has failed? And what would you do differently today? You know, just some real simple questions. But uh, make sure you're prepared and not stumbling around because you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste that individual's time. Amen. Um, it, a big mistake when we're struggling to reach our dreams is to uh, fake it. Now, I know there's the phrase, fake it till you make it, but um, don't fake like you're doing okay. Don't fake like everything's all right when it's not. You know, uh, realize that you've got to ask for help. You've got to make some changes. Sometimes we fear what others think and uh, that they might conclude we don't know what we're doing. But without the right advice, you're going to look foolish anyway. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna, it's going to be a difficult thing. So humble yourself, ask for advice, see if you can filter it through to uh, the, where you're headed, where you want to go, and uh, then start out. Establish priorities. 
Not everything needs to be done at the same time. Obviously, you can't do everything at the same time. So um, get a, a logical order of what you, you, know, what you want to uh, accomplish. Um, prioritize your needs as you chase your dreams. Uh, Proverbs 17, 24. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. In other words, he's just looking at everything. Not zeroing in on one particular thing. He's just, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, and, and uh, chasing after various things. Now let's look at the NLT and see. Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. That, there's that, you know, you can't stay focused. It's, um, it, it's just looking every which way. You have to choose what's important and, and don't wander. Stay focused. Uh, you, don't, you don't have time to do everything, so you have to establish a target. What is my target? And the secret to success is selecting the right priorities and focusing on those and, and moving right along. And uh, you can see how that established in the spiritual realm, too. Whatever your goal might be, I'm going to teach Bible studies. I'm going to uh, grow my share group. I'm going to uh, help grow Sunday school. I'm going to bring families uh, to the house of the Lord. You know, how, however uh, you want to see your, your goals come about, I think it's going to be important. Evaluate the cost. Uh, evaluation is so important. Proverbs 20 and 25 It's a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy and after vows to make inquiry. And the NLT says it really well. Don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God and only later counting the cost. Counting the cost is a biblical principle. It, um, uh, it's wise to be able to see, can I follow through on this? Can I make it all the way? Amen. And uh, so ask yourself some questions about your goal. Is, is this step necessary? Am I, uh, am I in the, the right, going in the right direction here? Or is there another way that might be a better way? Uh, what's it going to cost? Everything value to, valuable to you is going to cost something, not, not only in finance. It's going to cost in time. It's going to cost in energy. It's going to cost in reputation. So, um, and, and then the economists use something called um, opportunity cost. Doing one thing is going to cost you the opportunity of doing another thing. So again, you're, you can't spread yourself so thin. You've got to have you know, priorities and direction and uh, count the cost. Is it worth it? Oh my. When you're reaching for souls, how much is a soul worth? The whole world. Amen. And thank God. So, plan for problems. <laughs> There's going to be problems. Just plan on being ready for them and not, don't let them catch you off guard. Don't ignore a problem. A problem is not going to ignore you. It, it's going to jump on you. So, Choose to meet the problems on, on your terms. I read one where one leader made his problems line up, and he dealt with them one at a time. <laughs> and uh, uh, try to do that. Proverbs 27 and 12. 
A prudent man foreseeth the evil. He sees it coming. He prepares for it. And hideth himself, not, not ignoring it, but, but you know, being ready. Uh, but the simple pass on and are punished. I mean, they just keep going and uh, totally oblivious and bang. Problem nails them right between the eyes. So uh, it's important to, to be ready. And the NLT, what do we have? A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. Okay, that's, that's dealing with the problems. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And there's always consequences. It's always going to happen. Uh, the Living Bible is real direct again. A sensible man watches for problems ahead and prepares to meet them. The simpleton never looks and suffers the consequences. God is not surprised by a problem. Um, he sees the end from the beginning. A problem never upsets him and, and never leaves him uh, at a lack for an answer. So seek, seek the help. Oh, God, what am I going to do with this situation? And then, um, just to, to do the looking ahead thing, uh, ask yourself, what, what can go wrong with, with this dream? I'm trying to reach this dream. I'm trying to reach this goal. What can go wrong? And that's part of the uh, looking ahead. That's not looking for obstacles. You know, we talk about look for solutions. Don't look for obstacles. But plan ahead and know there, there is, can be things that go wrong. So anticipate them. And then ask yourself, what will happen if it does go wrong? What am I going to do? And you try to find sensible solutions to all of that. Amen. Like teaching a Bible study. It can go awry. They can quit. <laughs> they can ask questions that uh, you, you may not have the answer to. That's okay. You just say, I don't know, but I'll find out. And uh, that gives them something to look forward to the next time. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's good, if they don't mind reading out loud, uh, to include them reading the Bible. Let them see for themselves. Amen. And then ask them, what do you think that means? And, um, and then they'll be able to, um, you'll, you'll be able to include them. Now, there's always a chance of chasing rabbits, an odd answer, and so on. But you can come right back to what the Bible says. And you can always get, you feel uh, a little uncertain, you can always get someone to help you. There's always someone who can sit in with you and, um, and be able to read scripture for you or, you know, small input. Not, not to take over the teaching just somebody there uh, to encourage you and to help you. So be willing to take the risk. Be willing to face your fears. You know, nobody likes confrontation in terms of interpersonal confrontation. Uh, well, there are some people that like it. <laughs> Seems like anyway. But most of us don't. Most of us try to avoid it. But you've got to confront your fears. You have to. You've got to be able to deal with those fears. Face your fears and know that the Lord can help you with them. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Praise God. And the NLT. 
Fearing people is a dangerous trap. And uh, if, you, if you fear people's attitudes or um, you know, their, whatever they're going to spout off or so on, you're going to have trouble teaching. But whoso trusteth the Lord uh, is going to be dwelling in safety. It means safety. Praise God. So we're thankful. Fear is not a sign of weakness. Fear is a sign that you're human. <laughs> everybody everybody uh, has problems with it. And uh, there, there are people that cannot get up in front of a group. They're talented in so many ways, but they cannot stand up in front of a group like this and talk. It's just not their strength. And, uh, and so... Uh, they, they work at uh, getting around that and uh, being able to uh, teach a small group um, and uh, uh, teach a family. So courage is moving ahead in spite of fear. Not the absence of fear. In spite of fear, you're, you're still going forward. You're still doing what God wants you to do because the safest place is to be where God wants you to be to do what God wants you to do. Praise God. I read a, uh, a uh, statement one time, how great are you at doing the Great Commission? How great are you? And um, so, and the reason we have to look at that is because that impacts eternity. Go, teach, amen. That, that's going to make a difference on how many make it into the heavenly realm. Uh, hopefully you'll make it. And that's our goal. That's our desire. We don't want to lose out. But we want to bring some others with us. Praise God. And reach out uh, with the going and the teaching. I like to remind myself of Mark 16 and 20. That says, remember the Lord will work with you and confirm his word with signs following. Amen. And thank God that there's going to be that difference that the power of the Lord is going to make. The Holy Ghost is salvation. We know that. But the Holy Ghost is also power for you to do the work of a witness, according to Acts 1.8. And we thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's put it to use out in people's homes or your home or um, in the coffee shop, wherever you're, you're able to um, uh, get a Bible study. And then make sure you get one of uh, Brother Levi's cards. You still have a bunch of those cards? All right, he's got a bunch of cards. And you can do with your phone and uh, get the Bible studies up if you don't have your, your, your chart. I like the chart. I like to flip it open and read it. But if, if I'm uh, in a, a prime opportunity to sit down with somebody and share, share the word of God, uh, I'm going to use that card, praise God, and bring it up on my phone. So... When you do what God is directing you to do, like, like the Great Commission, your, your confidence level is going to increase because that's God's work. He's not going to let you fall flat on your face. He's going to help you. He's going to bless you. Then you just have to do it. You have to initiate it. You have to stop, talk, stop talking and start acting. It just, uh, you know, we, we rejoice that uh, Acts 28 doesn't have a, 
conclusion, doesn't have an ending, and, and we're excited the book of Acts is going on. But we mostly talk about it instead of do it. We've got to be able to step out and keep doing it. Praise God. And seeing what God is able to do for us and through us. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. And uh, then the NLT makes it even, uh, even more direct. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Amen. Has anyone ever been to a circus where there's a, a, the trapeze? People going around? Anybody? All right. Several of you have. I never have. Um, but uh, I've seen um, I've, I've seen the different shows, you know. Um, remember Don Amici? Don Amici, and and uh, he's he's always at at. Uh, I, I saw this when I was in the hospital as a kid. You know, it would, the show would come on. Here's the here's the circus. Anyway, the trapeze artist swings out. Let's go, grabs the other bar, and swings on, right? If, if they don't let go, man or woman, they just swing back to where they were. If it was me, I wouldn't even be grabbing onto the bar. I mean, <laughs> much less swinging out and swinging back. <laughs> I have no desire to do that. But it's amazing what they could do, flip and twirl and hands and all of that stuff and and then to do it without a safety net that that's crazy but amazing how they can let go and reach out and grab on uh, God help us to let go and reach out <laughs> Amen. and be able to see what the Lord uh, has in store for us praise God and I'm thankful uh, look at 1 Timothy 4.16. 1 Timothy 4.16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. And that's, that's a good commitment. That's a good goal. That's where God wants us to be. But now look at the rest of it. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. We've got to make sure we fulfill the first part, but don't be afraid to step out and do the second part. Make sure there are them that hear thee. Amen. Your witness, your testimony, uh, teaching Bible study, uh, inviting to share group or uh, to the house of the Lord, wh whatever it might be, just, just let the Lord use you. Amen. Now, Go back to the text of um, uh, the psalm that we read, 92. And notice that there's flourish. How many times does flourish turn up in that passage that we read? Probably kind of hard to bring it back up again. I'll tell you, three times. Three times flourishes there. The righteous will flourish. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord are going to flourish. Uh, 
and uh, they'll bring forth fruit and flourish. Praise God. So God intends for his kingdom to grow. In fact, uh, the promise from uh, Isaiah 9 is of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And uh, we thank God that increase is built into God's plan for his people. And, and he said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Praise God. So you can move forward being confident that you're going to flourish. Now, in the Hebrew, flourish has these additional meanings. To bud, to bloom, to blossom. There's the, the, the fullness of, uh, of, the, uh, of the tree coming into bearing fruit. To break forth, to grow, to spread, to spring up. And all of those meanings uh, are intended for you to be used in the kingdom of God. Amen. And thank God the Lord wants to use you to help his kingdom to grow. Amen. And um, that's, that's where we've got to commit ourselves. Amen. Make ourselves available. And, um, and just let the Lord direct us and, and use us because uh, your dream can grow. There, there can be the fulfillment, and especially in the spiritual area. How many backsliders do we want to come back? Amen. Oh, my. Um, that dream can happen. Thank God. And, and we've got to let the Lord use us uh, to, to be able to step in and, and say a word. Praise God. And see what the Lord can do. Can you stand with me now, please? And um, I want you to come down uh, before we go downstairs. I want us to have a season of prayer uh, here like we usually do. And I want us to uh, reach out to the Lord uh, to help us to, uh, to grow. And, um, and to see the fulfillment of what he desires to fulfill um, through us and in us. And uh, his blessing to uh, come upon us. Praise God that we can be used of the Lord. Um, the devil obviously wants to scare you, wants to hold you back, wants to intimidate you and uh, make you feel like, oh, I can't do that. I, I don't have anything to testify about. Um, you and only you have the experience that God has given to you. Nobody else does. Nobody else can uh, witness like you can, can testify like you can, because nobody else has your background. Nobody else has the unique things that happened to you before God. And nobody else has had the exact experiences like you since you've come to the Lord. Yes, we've repented. Yes, we've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, the remission of sins has been wonderful. Yes, we've received the Holy Ghost and spoken in a language we did not understand. That's a supernatural sign of the Lord coming within. Praise God. How did that feel, Missy? <laughs> That's an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> but oh my, how powerful of what God has done. And it's individual. Nobody else has it the way you got it. So you're unique, and God wants to use you. Amen. And thank the Lord. 
that uh, we can pray and ask, say, here I am, Lord. You know, Isaiah had a powerful experience, saw the Lord high and lifted up, heard the angels crying out, and, uh, and, and saw the, uh, the Lord fill the temple. And Oh, my, it was incredible. It was shaking, and things were going on, and amazing. And then he heard, who will go? And Isaiah, I don't know if it was quick. I don't know if he you know, calculated it and conditioned it or whatever, but he said, here am I. Here am I. Praise God. And uh, we've seen awesome things. We've experienced incredible things. And we need to be able to go and tell. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We love you.